Mouthpiece Wrestling Podcast once again with your boy Davy Lips and as always my man Gio. Hey man. The only one that didn't have to suffer this week. Listen, we had a, we've got we've got some though, and I've got a way that we're gonna break down the TNA request that we've had. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a way. And joining us if he isn't he was nearly in a mental institution, I think, this week. Damo, how are you, sir? I'm recovering. I'm recovering. Yeah, it's been quite a week, both from a wrestling point of view and from a life point of view. It has uh, come at me this week. Oh. Yeah, yeah, about it's an hour away from carnage this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I prefer not to speak. We'll get there. We'll get there. Right, wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There was a I try to you. talk to yeah. all y'all motherfuckers out there, old school wrestling fans, not the new, not the new generation, the old school wrestling fans, the OGs of WWF. Oh, how the fuck did you think you had something good to watch to keep you entertained? Yeah, it's it's hard work, isn't it? Like because back then you were like. There was no internet. You were like six, seven years old, and you believed in the shit. Like, you really believed Undertaker was a zombie? <clears throat> so don't get me wrong. What I did notice is a big difference between the two that I watched. The two, cause I, I, so this week I watched WrestleMania 4 and WrestleMania You in the review yet, sir. No, I just need to just talk about wrestling as a whole. Like, what I will say is the, the <laughs> fighting in the early days, it, 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 you know, it looked more like a fight. I'll give it that. Well, yeah, because it was very punch-kick. Yeah, but it just I get old school wrestling fans when they talk about the the current wrestling isn't wrestling. But you know what? Whatever the fuck this was, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go into a lot of detail later on. I just wanted to say, fuck you, old school wrestling fans. I don't know how you do it. There was a pay per view this week, and we kind of watched it. Which one? AEW. AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know catch what? up on it. Yeah, let's go. You know what? Let's cut. I would cut rather, on. I would rather watch that AEW pay per view again oh, than geez. WrestleMania Four. Does that include having to suffer through the uh, the zero hour? I'd rather watch zero hour on repeat than watch this <laughs> WrestleMania Four. <laughs> Dude, I think we all could say fuck RJ City. Fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. you know what? That's fine. Yeah. We'll take that one, Gia. Gia, we'll we'll take that. But yeah, though, let's uh let's reach out and let's talk about um what was it called? Hmm. Revolution. <laughs> yeah, revolution. That's it. Right. That's it's it. Including RJ City saying he smelled Kenny Omega. The first bit was the, the fucking annoying guy they've got on that Zero Hour. Can we just... Oh. Like, the stuff with Adam Cole was painful. Like, That's what it was. Painful. Sorry, not Omega. It was, it was Adam Cole. He's like, you smell pretty good. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was grim. And the weird put... thing where he was talking about Hobbs and his... Yeah, the Hobbs thing was also... Really his, uncomfortable. His ring? Asking if he could play with, touch his ring and... Yeah. Brass ring. Yeah. 
and then Tony Storm spray painted him. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It made me sneeze. And they put the Penta match and Briscoe on the on the pre-show. But yeah, it was. I understand that because it's a kickoff show match in it. It's just a few spots, fast pace, nothing serious. But anyway, get I, started. I find it. I find the Penta and Phoenix. And you know what? Mark Briscoe, to an extent, I find it offensive that they were put into that match, especially the the Lucha Brothers. They should See, have been for in the me. If they're going to team with Briscoe and those two, they've got to be in the trio's title consideration. Like those three are well, big guys. So my, my issue is, what difference is Briscoe here with the Lucha Brothers than when Eddie Kingston was running around with um. The what are they called? Hamburg Club. No. Uh oh. Or Montana and Ortiz. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Just yeah, yeah, just a guy that's lost in the shuffle, like lost in his own world because he's. Well, yeah, it does kind of like, feel like Briscoe is very different. Taken Pax place. <laughs> with Briscoe is very different because Eddie Kingston was in that position because they didn't really have anything else to do with him as a solo star, whereas Briscoe is in this position because he isn't a solo star. But I just... The Lucha Brothers are just better than this. And so is Mark Briscoe, but Mark Briscoe's in a weird spot, so it's difficult to if, really know. If anything, the is. Lucha Brothers should have had the spot that Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen had. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Yeah, but instead they're doing this stuff. But I think if it, if it is... um. Lucha Bros and Briscoe, then they, they shouldn't be doing this match. They've got to be in that trio's title conversation. They're three very talented boys, but yeah. Anyway, they got the win. Um, and then the main show started with Jericho versus Starks. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just what you expected, Jericho, just putting over younger talent. It wasn't that great. Uh, I feel that Starks could be a star like, long term. Um, Wim helps him a lot. Just the feud was a bit shit, like the way it was set up, I think. Yeah. So move on from that. But yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, solid. Uh, Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy. Um, hey, that match literally had been a cocaine induced Tony Khan dream because it literally seems like he was like, I really like the Buried Alive match, but I also like a casket match. And I also like an Inferno match. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to have a casket get dropped into the ground and fireworks. Oh, 100 miles per hour. Because that thing plummeted quick. Yeah. It was like a roller coaster. <laughs> the thing is, the problem <laughs> I have with this is that it, because you know what the stipulation is and you can't win the match in the ring. You don't really feel that you're involved until they get up near the casket. You know? <laughs> I don't understand. So like all the why stuff they, they even... did before, like, I don't yeah. know. I, I don't understand why they even have entrances where they walk down to the ring. Yeah. Because like you don't <laughs> get, you only get excited or you feel that, like, yeah, you know, there's a bit of drama when they're near the casket. Like all the yeah. stuff in the ring doesn't matter. Um, I thought it was good though. The right person won, you know, like again, if I'm the first person out, right, and I walk down to the ring and then my opponent starts fucking about on top doing his little, like, pandering to the crowd, I'm running up and beating piss out of him. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to stand there and wait for him to come to me when I'm going to have to walk back up there anyway. Oh, no. I mean, and to be fair, it it was a solid match. I think, what a, you know, I think it was about as best as you could get out of Christian these days. Jungle Boy needed the win. That was the big deal. So, again, it was solid enough. Did what it had to do. But because of the stipulation, because it, it's so weird, everything before the end just doesn't matter, you know? Just want to see him up by the casket doing shit for me. Um, House of Black versus The Elite. Um, it went the way that I actually wanted, to be fair, which I was surprised. <laughs> I was sure the House were losing. Um, this is like our bet was, yeah, we're just going to watch until this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was it. This was the match we wanted. The match was awesome. The ending was right. Um, you did get through the match that maybe the house were going to win. And I think it's the first time where I felt that AEWF surprised me in a result properly. Um, yes. But the house I, did actually need a big win. So they actually went with what they needed to do, which is good. I think it's a way for them to play ball with the elite now because the elites, like, I guess... Omega's contract's coming up. The Bucks' contract's coming up. So they're like, well, we're just going to have to take these titles off of you and we're going to have to play the game now. Yeah, they, that's, that's literally it. They're going to take the titles off and sit down and try and negotiate. And, they, and the thing is, like, Omega and Bucks will know that WWE will just sit there and wait. And if they want to talk, they'll talk. But yeah, I think that's exactly why they took it off. Um, but the match was really good. Yeah, one of my favorite matches of this year. Yeah, totally. And it's what you'd expect. You see the six people in the ring, you have high expectations. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you get disappointed with it, but none of them let it down. Even Brody King uh, was good. Yeah, it was good. Really, really good. And as I say, I'm starting to warm a little bit to more to the Bucks than I ever used to because I never really liked them. But they are actually solid performers. The, the match was, was really good. Really, really good. Um, then I did go back and watch it because I did. We did stop, didn't we? After this? yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did what we came. I think I, I think I sat. I think I think I managed to sit through the women's oh, match. How? It was, it was grim. It was more to, to be polite, like because we did all sort of dip at once, and I was like, oh, stick it out a little bit longer. Uh, yeah, so we it watched was... it with multiple people, and what I don't understand, right? The white person won, and I guess maybe it worked as well as a triple threat could with who's in the ring, right? Hate to retain it, yeah. Why at the end did Soho turn? Why didn't she help Soraya win the title? Why didn't they work together yeah. in a match? It wasn't even like it was. Wasn't even like it was one of those moments where you're like, "Is she gonna? Is she, you know, is, you know, when she's torn and you don't know what's coming next." Yeah, she was. She was very straight to the point. Bang! There you go. Fuck you. I'm aligned with these girls now. And you're like, okay, why didn't you, why didn't you help them then? <laughs> yeah, like it should. Maybe they could have tried to do something in the match and still have yeah. a win. I I don't know. It just it was weird. I mean. Yeah, they should have done it before the pin. And then they could have still done the roll-up or something, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, it was a good surprise. And I think it's good that those three have got something to do. And maybe it's like an outsider's kind of 
thing. Yeah, I, I I booked it by then. I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> I came for the tag match. I'm good. Uh, yeah, but yeah, just a weird ending, but solid enough. But I didn't like. Um, Hangman Page versus uh, John Moxley. Still haven't watched it. Have no intention to watch it. I just cannot stand that type of match. Maybe I don't know. Like I always thought when they took blood away and all this nasty stuff away, I thought, oh my god, how will I ever watch wrestling again? Yeah, we've all got visions of yeah. Ric Flair's white hair going fucking red and Eddie Guerrero in that JBL match. You know, like intense stuff. I can get behind I watching. It. I can get. I can watch it like once in a while. Like. It's you know as long as the match works, I can I can look past it. But when I found out how the match ended, I was like, "No, nah, I'm not in. I'm not into that." Like, yeah, it's just I that find it not my thing. He, he literally, yeah, okay. His nickname is Hangman Adam Page. He literally hung him. Hmm. Literally hung the man. The thing is, like, is, that those two are capable of having such a good wrestling match. Yeah. You know, and it's like some weird fetish at the minute that you've got to fucking wrap everything in barbed wire. Oh, let's get some bricks out. Oh, let's stab you in the head with a fork because that's a thing. Like, I know. I'm sure that it has its audience and fair play to you if you like that kind of thing. I don't. It's not my type of thing. And it's just not. It's just not good. I don't like it. I hated it. Oh, yeah. Because I think more annoyingly is because I'd like to see them wrestle, you know? I go watch old Nick Cage matches if I want to see that shit. Or ask Gio to pull out one of his old VHSs, blood and guts. <laughs> uh, TNT title, right. Okay. Wardlow wins, right? Boom. Joe's out. Wardlow title. And then he loses it the very next night. Yeah, not this guy's had the shittiest week ever because not only did he lose, but somebody broke into his car, smashed his window, <laughs> stole his ring gear, and the title. Why did he? Why, then, why have him win? To just put Hobbs over. Surely Joe would have been better to like sneak a win here and then put Hobbs over. Why is yeah, Wardlow you know what? shafted? The worst bit, like, I don't mind Hobbs being champion by any stretch. No, no, um, no. Yep. I think Hobbs is a great potential, makings of a great champion. I have an issue with, on top of Wardlow winning and then getting beat the next week, QT Marshall was in the main event title scene mm. helping Hobbs. And, like, QT Marshall should be nowhere near the main event, let alone anywhere near a title um, storyline. anywhere near TV, <laughs> sorry. But yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Just, yeah. Don't need him on TV. I just, I don't... Hobbs or Wardlow did not need the defeat. Like, neither could really lose. And they yeah. just made Wardlow look shit again. Yeah. Um, because, like, Hobbs winning the title, as you say, long overdue. Hobbs has actually got better and better and better. Big fan of Hobbs. You know, he's, he's, he's taking that brass ring, literally, is a thing that he seems to be doing. And yeah, yeah. Wardlow, what, he, the first title reign was shite. You have him lose his first title reign, sorry, comes back teaming. with the title with that big yeah. sad speech about his dad. I, I don't know. Like, what are they doing with him? 
Yeah, I it doesn't really make sense. Throw QT Marshall in there. I just, I don't know. This time last year, War Road was like one of the biggest things. Do you know what? I might have yeah, been all one... right with Hobbs winning it with shenanigans like it was. If it wasn't QT Marshall, <laughs> if it yeah. was literally anybody example, else, or... anybody, yeah. surely there must have been someone chilling at the back they could have sent out instead. <laughs> Other than like, <laughs> QT Marshall. They I'd really, rather it, yeah. But yeah, they really dropped the ball on Wardwell because last year at this time, he was just now turning on MJF and everybody was like, oh <clears throat> they just fucked it. Yeah, yeah the, so the, his first title run was ruined by the fact that he was constantly tagging with Samoa Joe while they were feuding over the title and they were just fighting fucking lethal Satnam Singh and fucking Sanjay Dutt. And then... He lost it, and you're like, "What's well, a bit weird?" Like he's lost it, but then I think he, he did have an injury, didn't he? Which is why they had him lose it originally. So then he he went for all this to come back to win it, to lose it three days later. It's yeah, I, I, like, there's just a lot they've going somehow on managed to drop the ball harder. They gave a big sad speech time. about his father, and he loses it in three days. Why yeah, did that match were, need to happen so soon? Th this. <laughs> They somehow fucked his second reign up worse than they fucked his first one up. And, like, I don't understand why Hobbs needs anyone. Hobbs can talk for himself, you know? Yeah. He's Marshall's been gone for months. I just, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Like, like, if you did enjoy the pay-per-view and what come after it, you're a bit like, there's a lot going on. Like, I don't understand. You know, Cutie Marshall's here. Moxley and Page isn't fucking finishing. You know, the society now just randomly think they lost to Ricky Starks and now he can get the trio's title. Danielson's gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's just all kind yeah, of being actually, weird. To go to that one. Yeah. So Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society rocked out and we're like, yeah, we, we're the number one contenders now, surely. From the last time, you guys have just gone a month without winning a thing. Yeah. You've been losing to rookies. And then to interrupt that, the team that just lost the titles came out I'm like no we should be number one contenders yeah. well why you just lost it surely that, so the that's where the ranking system's in place so that's yeah. why i was expecting the like the, the, <laughs> the champions then come out and we're like i'll tell you what why don't you both why don't you both face us what what yeah <laughs> could you yeah. imagine that right throw it into throw into football talk now darry so Southampton get relegated end of the season because they've been dog shit. I'm picking them yeah. out of the 75 that could go down. <laughs> Two weeks after the season's over, they go to us and I'll tell you what, let's play each other for title. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's essentially yeah, yeah. what's happening. Yeah, that's literally Arsenal they just... call them. Like, do you know what? Yeah, all right. We'll, we'll defend title against you. Crazy. Just... I don't know. And it just went in a weird direction. Um, then we, the tag match, uh, Carnage, uh, had a lot of going stuff. Yeah. I think Guns retaining isn't a huge surprise. No. Yeah. I did I... Like, here's my thing. I did like how the Guns were able to work the internet because nobody paid attention to the thing that was passed around. Where it literally said it was from the ass boys, so everybody was like, AEW doesn't want people chanting specific things now. 
read the memo. It was passed out by the ass boys. They said, please don't chant ass boys at the, at, during the matches. Definitely don't do that. But good to see FDR back again. It's contract negotiation to stuff in it. <laughs> like, they've even said, um, I April. think it was Dax. I think it was Dax who said it. He went, We've not re signed. We just. I think they'll go back. Do, I think it? they've got respect for Triple H. I do think they'll go back. That one I'm expecting. Mm. But I am also expecting it to be Valkyrie that answers Jade Cargill. Ooh, I didn't think that that would be the one. Yeah, no. So, yeah, out of work, Canadians. Yeah, she's yeah. just done with Impact and MLW. I think it'll be her. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be her. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's my guess. Um, but yeah, and then obviously the main event, the AEW Iron Man title match. Um, I, the ending, I, I I would have had Danielson pass out, not tap. That's my that's my only bad thing. But yeah. Complete heel work for him throwing water on a kid and not realizing it, it was wasn't flick. water, it was tequila. <laughs> so, my question is, how the fuck did she get tequila in? <laughs> yes, so what I would say on this one is, whilst okay, yeah, dickish move, shouldn't have done it, blah blah blah, he actually did nothing wrong. She was the one that oh. was taking tequila into the venue, yeah, yep. she was the. You know, it says I said to you guys at the to you at the time when we're talking about it, Darry. Like, if I'm, t I don't have kids, but let's pretend for a second. You know, I'm, I'm partial to a beverage. If I've taken kids out at wrestling, I'm not sat there thinking, you know what, I'm sneaking a bottle of fucking tequila and I'm going to exactly. get off my. So this is what I'm thinking. So me and you, we we've been out and you know we've tore the house down. But if we went out <laughs> with say your niece and my kids to a wrestling match, yeah. sneaking Jaeger in your pockets wouldn't go through our heads. <laughs> You know, it like it just wouldn't. It wouldn't be a conversation that any of us would have. Dude, we'd wait till he, the kids are gone and then we'd go. <laughs> yeah. he, I just love that. He, like, this is the best part about MJF is that he doesn't break character and he gives no shits. Yeah. So He's, MJF, he has no reason to give a shit yeah. here because it's not on him. It's on her thing. for being a fucking idiot. And that's the thing. You know what MJF is like. Like, he lives his heel character. Like, this isn't, like, a shock that he does that. It doesn't shock me that he done it. It shocked me that it was fucking tequila. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't not shocked by his behavior. I'm shocked by the mum's behavior. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as I say, from a match, it got better towards the end, having now watched it all. Um, it started a bit slowly, but you kind of get that scene. They've got to go 60 minutes. Um, I like the way they mixed it up. I just wouldn't have had Danielson tap. Maybe that's just like the little fanboy. I would have just had him. Did any out. of you watch? Did any of you watch the media scrum? No. Okay, so I did. And again, MJF, he makes these media scrums. <laughs> he's sitting there munching on this big thing of like pickles, and he's going, "All these fucking pickles are amazing." Hey, you, yeah, you asshole, get up, eat a pickle, eat, eat a pickle. Like he's just fucking. So great. And then they asked him about the, you know, the rolling the thing on the fan and stuff. And Tony Khan's like, yeah, um, we talked, we, we, we talked off script. You know, we, we talked off camera about it. Um, it's not how a champion should act. And he's like in the background making these faces like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but yeah, they, 
like he stays in character and he's just an asshole to the to the interviewers and it's amazing. Right. So speaking of him stuff that I just I've just remembered that on Wednesday on Dynamite they are doing the re bar mitzvah of MJF. Um, I expect, I expect, uh, what's his face? Darby Allen. Who do you think is the next challenger then? Darby Allen? Because they, they put out something where they said Darby Allen wants to speak about something that he wants to do before he leaves wrestling. And I guarantee you that's what's coming up is he's going to want to fight MJF. He's going to interrupt the thing. That's his announcement. That makes less sense than the Jericho Appreciation Society being number one contenders. You're, you're telling me. Darby will feud with Sting before he's in a world title picture. I um, hope so. CM Punk will be the next challenger for MJF. See, okay, and that's, you know how I'd write that? The same exact re- way they wrote the MJF. I would hold off on it, I'd wait, Introduce CM Punk as the Joker at the next Battle Royal thing under a mask. The same thing MJF did at the end of the show. Boom. They they do a thing with Tony Khan where he's like, look, it's been a year. Shit or get off the pot. You know, what what's the deal here? And then boom, he takes off the mask and reveals, hey, I, I beat you at your own game here. There you go. Story's back on. But I think you'll be fine. <laughs> Sorry, Gia. <laughs> Still <I> fine. <laughs> um, all right. That's AEW. I'm hoping that they use, like, they need a reset a little bit because, like, it, it, it just, the wrestling is great. But I, I watch wrestling. My, I've always defended it as it's like my soap opera. I like the stories that build to a, a banging match. It's proper boy stuff, you know? Like, you watch Rambo or John Wick, there's always a reason that they're killing everyone. You know what I mean? And that's the wrestling. I need the reason. And I feel that AEW forgets that sometimes. And it's a shame because they put on banging matches. I think that's where I'm at with AEW. They need production. Yes. Right. Well, they're getting an extra show, so... Yeah, but yeah. Um... Right. Which, by the way, if they don't use that show just for ROH, then they're fucking. Oh, it has wasting. to be the Saturdays. The third show has to be Ring of Honor because that would just be stupid if it, for me. Exactly. There has to be Ring of Honor because they struggle to watch their their rampage. You know. Um. Yeah. They make it Ring of Honor. Absolutely. Um. Right. Switch over to WWE. Jay Uso obviously turned his back on Sammy. Um, Cody's been helping him out, which I think has helped get people off of the Sammy in the main event thing. Um, I still think Roman's winning. I don't think like uh, Cody's going to do it. I don't know. Some days I feel like Cody's going to win. Most days I feel like Roman is. Um, but apparently they've said today that the Jay, the Uso versus Sammy and Kevin will main event night one. 
and the women's matches will be the openers on both days. Well, well deserved because I think so. Kevin, Kevin and Sammy have literally been WWE for most of the last year. And ex- and Usos, like Usos for yeah. me, probably the best tag team in wrestling. Like you, you'd have that argument. People would listen to that argument of them being the best tag team in wrestling. And I think like what they've, the stuff they've been doing with Roman off, they've been carrying it quite well. Even Jimmy. So, but what I wanted to mention, what do we think LA Knight's going to be doing at WrestleMania? Because LA Knight right now yeah. is hot. <laughs> I do it randomly. I'm sitting here and something will happen. And I, yeah, just out of the blue. Like, I can't help it. Do you think that's the Stone Cold segment? Do you think Stone oh. Cold comes? LA Knight comes out because he's been doing at live events, open challenges. Do you think he comes out WrestleMania, says he's normal, you can't have LA WrestleMania without LA Knight, blah, blah, blah. Bit like the Taker thing, and Austin comes. Interesting. That's what I think, because I think LA Knight is there. And then I think LA Knight wins money in the bank. Okay. That's, there you go. That's my LA Knight moments. Um, apparently Legado del Fantasma are going to have Wrestlemania stuff they've been quite good happy with them so they've got something coming we'll so are see. they fighting I'm guessing the, are they fighting with the other members well, of Judgment I would, Day? Well, I'm assuming so apparently it's going to be Finn, Edge, Hell in a Cell or they're yeah. having a match and obviously everyone assuming Dom Ray but Priest has probably been the one that deserves a match do they just make it a tag Ray and Santos Escobar against Dom and Priest. Dom and okay. Priest. Okay. You know? That could work. Yeah. But yeah, because Santos has been quite good actually in this kind of facey role. But then part of yeah, the thought, I didn't think it's weird. I didn't think yeah. it'd work, but I but like then, him as a face. But is that then maybe that they switch and Legado del Fantasma joins Judgment Day? And it all becomes mm. one big faction. Yeah. Nah. Nah. No, I still think it'll be Jay White that will join Judgment Day right after. I think if Jay White was going to go to AEW, he would have. So this is this is definitely Ray Swan song though because yeah, Hall of he's Fame. been announced for Hall of Fame. Exactly. So th- would it be a tag match? I just feel that Priest should have something, unless they do Priest Santos, which they could. You know, they could just break that off. Away I mean, from- I feel. Like- Ray just wants to give back to, you know, like his son, and he wants to pass it to Santos, and this is how to do it. Exactly. So, like, maybe the tag match is the way to go because Priest, like, there's enough people in the ring that can carry that match and still tell all them stories. You know, Dom does his Judgment Day thing. Maybe it's not the time to like become the new Mysterio and let Santos take so, that role. You know, if it's Ray's last match, it will be a one on one. If it's not Ray's last match, a tag team match works. Yeah. Yeah. Over that. Right. Can't put it off anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've reached okay. that time. Yeah, and I'm looking you, at the time too. and I'm like, fuck it. Looking at you the news too. and I'm like, I've got nothing. <laughs> I just... you're, you're just trying that. Uh, Go ahead. Who's going who's gonna to talk about their... Horrible experience first, not me. You do, you do one. Yeah, I'll let's do, do them in all. order. Yeah, let's yeah. do them in order. Um, I got WrestleMania one and twenty five, 
and oh, how Vince McMahon got a deal to oh, I don't know. It wasn't even on pay per view. Do you know how? that? Didn't right? Media, so we... media. It was all media, man. Yeah, right. It started with Tito Santana, who I loved, against the Executioner, who's Playboy Buddy Rose. I don't know why. They, what was the Executioner? My brain's like this Playboy Buddy Rose. Anyway, um, racist Jesse Ventura all through the match calling him like Santana Chico. <laughs> just like it was just nonstop. Um, figure four leg lock. Won it in four minutes. Executioner tapped up like a little bitch. Um, yeah, the fans went into it because the commentary was trying to like the mystery of Executioner, but he lasted four minutes against Tito Santana. So nothing was ever going to get done there. So, um, King Kong Bundy against some dude Jones. Um, uh, that special delivery Jones. Yeah. Okay. I think it was about 23 seconds. He put him in a bear hug. Splashed him in the corner. Big splash. Bam. The announce time was nine seconds, but I, it was a lot longer. Nine seconds. We'll go over that. King Kong Bundy just squashed him to make him look like a monster, which you already knew he was. So my brain's like, okay, so you tried to put the executioner over as this big man of mystery, but he lost in four minutes. And you booked King Kong Bundy as what we already know. So I'm like, this is going to be a long fucking afternoon for me. <laughs> um. Uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Matt Bourne. Um, yeah, you know who Matt Bourne was, right? Doink. Doink. Um, it was just a bit of a showcase for Ricky Steamboat, really. And it's funny because watching that and Ricky Steamboat at that time was like a rising star. And I couldn't get my head around it because I'm watching and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they're all talking like, oh, Ricky Steamboat's got such a great future. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and it was weird because like Ricky Steamboat's one of my like all-time favorites like to rewatch old matches. But yeah, he was uh, one of the best athletes of his era. And it was a nice showcase for him. Fair play to Matt Bourne. Um, right, yeah, I can't turn the page. Brutus Beefcake versus David Sammartino. Um, I don't, I don't really, I didn't really know why they, they disqualified them both. So, like, Bruno was, like, throwing <laughs> punches everywhere. Boy and then Brutus got knocked out the ring. And then the ref rang the bell. And it was just, like, it was just because it was, like, so, Valiant was there. It was just, it was a mess. So, real quick, you, you know how Bruno's son left WWE? Yes. He threw a match to a jobber in a bear hug. It was just carnage. Like, it was... Brutally like he slow this match. To, he was supposed to squash the guy and go over because it was just like on a regular, like just a television thing. Yeah. And the guy gets him in a bear hug and he immediately taps. And the announcers are like, no way. What? Like they, there's no getting out of it. Yeah, yeah. He's like, all fans wanted. So at the time, obviously, Beefcake was, you know, just developing his character because like he had to work on the character because yeah, he he's bang average. Yeah, he was just a bang average dude. Um but everyone <laughs> wanted to was... see Bruno fight. So and he was 50 at this point and no one really cared. And then the match was like 12 to 15 minutes long. It was just like uh, it was just grim. It was grim. Um then the intercontinental title match, Greg Valentine versus Junkyard Dog. Um yeah. 
it's a Greg Valentine match. <laughs> Junkyard Dog won via count out. So he kept the title. Crowd was happy, Junkyard Dog. Um, I didn't realize that the charisma that Junkyard Dog had was great. Like, I, I think maybe now I'm a bit older. Like, he's not very good in the ring. Like, it was more the charisma thing. And I think that's what wrestling fans at the time, from what you were saying at the beginning, I think it's charisma that was the key. It was, yeah, because, like, Beefcake was strong character, bang average wrestler. Junkyard Dog, not the greatest in ring. But again, just crowd was going nuts when Junkyard Dog would come back with a flurry of punches and stuff and then get poked in the eyes and they'd boo. Um, yeah, for some reason, uh, Valentine scooped the legs, put the legs on the middle rope, got the victory. But Tito Santana came out, told the ref the feet were on the ropes, and the ref then was like, Okay, Tito won't lie to me, we'll start the match again. <laughs> but then Valentine stayed out and it ended in the count out. It was just, it was weird. Um, at this time, Tito and Greg were feuding. I don't understand why they didn't even do that match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, tag titles Mike Rotunda Barry Windham versus Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik um, it was just you know what it was it was good to watch an old fashioned tag team match I'll give this one I enjoyed this match because it was just old school fun faces took control heels dominated a lot of momentum and then the cheap attack using the cane simple booking but did you what you, I remember I as a kid. What... You know what I mean? So I genuinely feel like you describing some of the things you have done that you're mocking me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, I hate you a little bit that you're complaining about this. <laughs> no, I enjoyed this tag match. The, the other stuff was just keep pops. You know what I mean? It was just, that's all it was, was just no wrestling. But this was just like proper old school, um... Iron Sheik celeb- celebration speech with Iran number one, Russia number one, aged well. <laughs> I have to say, classic Iron Sheik. It was like listening to his Twitter. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was simple and it was good. And Iron that Sheik and Nikolai Title change at a mania. Huh? It was the first title change at a WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, as I say, it was simple. It was, it was the first WrestleMania. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, 15,000 body slam challenge. Big John Studd, who I hated, versus Andre the Giant. Uh, again, it was just a dud. It, wasn't a sh- it was a showcase for Andre, who was the draw. Um, the ovation he got for the body slam. Just They didn't need to make it go five minutes. They could have done it in two or three. It just gym bag full of money. It dragged because they're both fucking huge and slow. <laughs> that was it. It could have. It was a two three minute match that took six minutes because they couldn't move very fast. <laughs> you didn't pop for the WWE gym bag full of money. No, and when he threw it in the fans, and Heenan grabbed it and ran away. <laughs> but yeah, it was a showcase again. Showcase. Um. Lelaney Kai with Fabulous Muda versus Wendy Richter and Cindy Lauper. Um, terrible. It was fucking, it was timing was off. The build to the finish was crap. Cindy Lauper was being there, but it was, it was shite. It was, that was, yeah, it was shite. Like, uh, yeah, it was just shite. 
it, I hated every second of it. Um, yeah, look, Cindy going <laughs> off on Moolah at the end, doing some like Ric Flair bumps in the ring randomly. <laughs> Just I don't know. It was delayed selling. I think is what they called it. <laughs> It was just shit. Um, yeah, hated it. Um, and then the main event, Hulk Hogan and Mr. T versus Rowdy Roddy Piper, Paul Orndorff. And for me, just what I remember as watching wrestling as a seven, eight-year-old with Hogan just being stupidly over, uh, Mr. T being stupidly over, everyone hating Rowdy Roddy Piper. I mean, if you look at it now, when you watch wrestling now, like there was disjointed miscues, more like better organized. Yeah, but that's that was so basically eighties. But it was huge this, match, and you could feel it with the crowd. Like the crowd reaction to Hulk Hogan, regardless of what people think of him now, Hulk Hogan has to be in the conversation of man that just put wrestling on the map because, like, I listening to the crowd, it's just stupidly over. Like a man could have just come in and took a shit in the ring. And they would have cheered it. And know? this match is why WrestleMania was WrestleMania because they had Hogan and Mr. T going and doing interview after interview after interview on Saturday Night Live and all these other TV shows. And it was just the media attention is what drew it in. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh... yeah. Yeah, it was, it was just 80s wrestling. Piper decked uh, Pat Patterson afterwards. And I think, um, one, yeah, it was like I think they were trying to turn babyface. It warned off while realizing that team yeah, Orndorff was gone. Yeah, Orndorff tried to turn baby. It didn't last very long, if I remember. Yeah, but... Orndorff went face after this because I believe they blamed him for the loss. Meanwhile, it was fucking Bob Orton's cast. Yeah, exactly. I, I like. I it didn't need to do that. Like I know they wanted to turn Orndorff face, and it was just silly that the match ended without a Hogan leg drop with how over he was for me um the bundy thing was a, a mess um the celebrities was maybe a bit too much um i quite liked it though uh the tag title match as i say was my favorite and jesse ventura actually isn't the greatest commentator because they're both faces like jesse wasn't heel at this point they were both like faces for this and you need a heel commentator you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But that's it. I would give it... It's difficult, like, to rate this out of 10 because I'm used to today. Like, if you rate it on importance, then it's, like, 10 out of 10. But if you're rating it, I'm looking at it as a wrestling fan, I'd give it, like, 4 or 5. That's it. Because the beginning, it was it was hard work at times. That beefcake match and the women's match was was hard work. <laughs> it was hard like the only match i really enjoyed was the tag title <laughs> match and i did get into the main event just because of the crowd so yeah that's wrestlemania one four i give it right four yeah on, on rolling straight in from you giving that four out of ten i'm gonna go straight into four so four started with the i'm gonna call it the first ever andre the giant over the top rope memorial battle royale <laughs> Um, because it opened with a 20-man battle royal. You know, what What more could you want from a WrestleMania than yes. 20 people who aren't deemed to be important enough to be on the WrestleMania card <laughs> featuring in a match? Um, and it, it was an odd one, as they always tend to be. Um, 
I couldn't name anybody. Well, there were a few people, obviously, a few notable people in it, but mainly it was the final three were the important three. Um, so the final three came down to Bret Hart, Bad News Brown, and Junkyard Dog. Yes, it was, yeah. And Bret Hart and Brown teamed up to eliminate Junkyard Dog. Which was weird. They then stood in the middle of the ring, holding each other's arms in the air like they'd won it. And it was like, what? What the fuck? Anyway, then Bad News Brown um, eliminated Bret Hart, like turning him through him over the top rope um, before Bret Hart then beat the piss out of him with the trophy that he'd just won. Because, you know, he won the very Wasn't first that, that the, the fucking eight-foot-tall fucking trophy? Yeah. The trophy fucking... It was just really long and like thin. Statue of Liberty. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Anyway, it was like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, this is... Uh, despite the fact that Bret Hart battered Bad News Brown after they'd won this match together that then Bad News Brown eliminated him from. Not long after this, uh, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart turned face. It sounds... After having watched it and then reading that bit about them turning face not long after, I'm like, I don't, I don't. <laughs> at all. But anyway, yeah. then we move on to the, the nitty-gritty of my WrestleMania 4 experience. Now, the 14 you'll know that. Yeah, so first things first, 14-man tournament. Well, I know... The 14-man tournament doesn't mathematically make sense yeah. when it comes to getting this down to a 1v1. <laughs> so I'm like, right, okay. Do you know man. why they had this 14-man tournament? Why? Someone did something. I can't remember the okay. actual so details. To, I'll give you a quick rundown. The lead-up to this was they had a Hogan and Andre rematch from WrestleMania 3. It was on the first ever set, the first ever like big main event thing they did. And they had Earl Hebner, like, replace Dave Hebner as an evil twin in Fast Count Hogan. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then didn't Andre sell the title? He sold the title immediately after. Which caused him to he, be stripped. He fucked the whole promo up because he, instead of saying, I like, all he had to do was say, I surrender the WWE or the WWF heavyweight title. And he goes, I'll surrender the worldwide wrestling wrestling tag team title. <laughs> yeah, I know that there was a sale involved or something which caused him to be stripped. Yeah, Jack, but... the, the president was like, you cannot sell the title, therefore nobody's champion now. But then, he, but then he was named in the tournament. Yeah. yeah. Well, Along yeah, with the a... man who he sold the title to. Yeah. Like, what? So yeah, so anyway, 14 man. As former champions, Andre and Hogan received a bye. Okay, I can get I can get on board with that. That makes the numbers make sense. Yep. If only it made life itself make sense. <laughs> yeah, because it was Because I'm gonna I'm talk you through I'm... the first round matches now. Yeah, I'm waiting so, for this. Ted DiBiase versus Jim Duggan. Okay. I can see both of them as world title contenders. Except Ted DiBiase had Andre the Giant in his corner. Andre the Giant, who you'll remember, received a bye through the first round, so will be in the next round of the tournament. So why is he in Ted DiBiase's corner? Because Ted DiBiase... 
I don't need your sense. I don't need you to. T- I don't need you to tell me why. No, but you can't because it's just stupid. Anyway, match two. Don, sorry, The Rock, Don Morocco. Right, no, for a star. <laughs> why? Yeah. But superstar Billy Graham as his manager. Okay, right, cool. Versus Dino Bravo. Now, in what world? Are them too necessary in this tournament? And the thing is, like, why are they fighting each other? That is just a bad clash of styles. Yeah, like, two <clears> big <throat> power guys, no chemistry. Ah, so you could, you could, in terms of lack of chemistry, the, there's not much in the whole tournament, Darry. It's, it's pretty dead from the start <laughs> to the finish. But what they could have done is to create a bit more drama and a bit more suspense. Dibiase versus Morocco, Duggan versus Bravo. So yeah. we've got yeah. two actual heavy hitters who could be champions moving on. Anyway, we didn't. Morocco won due to some outside, in, some shenanigans. It was weird. I think yes, it was. Yeah. When he tapped him on the shoulder it and said, I'm disqualifying you. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, Dino Bravo pulled the referee into uh... the way of Don Morocco. Then he hit him with whatever his finisher was, went for the pin, and the referee tapped him on the shoulder, but he tapped him three times, which was weird to me because, like, well, he just thinks that you're counting wrong. <laughs> he thinks that you've missed the map. Anyway, then, yeah, Bravo was celebrating. Then Rafa, like, well, actually, I disqualified you for being a dick. Anyway, moved on. Match three. Greg Valentine with Jimmy Hart in his corner versus Ricky Steamboat. Okay, from my memory, like you... probably the match of the night. For me. Yes. Probably. I That would be Ooh. in there. For me, maybe. This is the one no, where Ricky you... brought out his child. Yeah, I'm going to give it match of the night. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember one of the other matches caught my eye, but no, this one was the... I Yeah, this one was the one. And I think it's because like, Ricky Steamboat just put on good matches. Yeah. And you and got like, a good match out of Greg Valentine. Like, Yes. Yeah. And at the same time, you were sat there thinking, I'm annoyed that he... I'm annoyed that he won. Yeah. Because like it worked. Like, Ricky Steamboat was a winner coming out of a defeat. Um, after that, we moved on to um, Randy Savage versus but- Butch Reed with Slick. Meh, who gives a fuck? Randy Savage won. But if, uh, the next one was easily the worst match of the night in that it was 2 minutes and 56. Wow. Oh, God, um, man gang, it? <laughs> one man gang yeah. with Slick uh, defeated Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humpdink by count out for two minutes and 56 seconds. Like, so this was the one when it where Bigelow was on the apron though getting hit, but the ref was still counting Bigelow. Yes. Why? Why is why is he being counted when he's on the apron? <laughs> I would just like to say that if you watch this pay-per-view, the referee <laughs> was a dick. <laughs> It was. It was awful. It was just. It was just. I can't. I can, you'll. You'll know exactly where the what yeah. the fuck refereeing comes from soon. Anyway, match seven. Jake Roberts versus Rick Rude, which went to a fifteen-minute draw. Now, rather than having an overtime or something, or you know, just doing a something to get this match win in the way, I tell you what. Neither of you two are going to go through. One man gang is going to get a bye straight through the next round. He's going straight to the semis. <laughs> what? 
Why would he get? <laughs> it don't make sense. Just have Dude, them go I to a fall. I remember this match taking forever. Honestly, it is the longest fifteen minutes of my life. <laughs> exactly because I, like, when it, in the eighties, you want like near falls and shit like that. This didn't have any of that, did it? Like it no. was just. Yeah, rest holds. <laughs> Sorry, it had loads of near falls. Me I nearly think. falling asleep watching I it. Think... I genuinely, if after watching it, I could have sworn that match was half an hour long. I was like, half an hour, I've just... And I looked up, it's been 15. And I even went back to the beginning of the match to do the timestamps to check that it was actually 15 minutes because it was that fucking long. But anyway, we decided that... Slick, sorry, that one man gang with Slick was getting a move through to the semi finals. It says here two. Rick Rude had Jake Roberts in the chin lock for about six minutes. Was, <laughs> there was a, there was a pr prolonged period of time. You watched where the chin locks for six minutes <laughs> and waited. And I thought I paused it, it was bad, but it's annoying because like those two could very well be. The finalist, that could be the final of this yes. tournament and you'd been fine with it. And or just eliminated you'd be all right with the draw if it was a solid match. Like, they put, you, but, those two could fight, you know? Yeah, but you've just eliminated them both for yeah. one-man gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shocking. Anyway, we move on. Warrior versus Hercules. Loved Hercules. Although, yeah, <laughs> I did. He made a tag team with no... someone. Was it Power and Glory? I loved them. But yeah. But yeah. Warrior wins, obvious, moved on, job done. Right. Match nine of the night. No, it the first... isn't a tournament match. Oh no, that wasn't a tournament match. Okay. Fuck it. It's <laughs> whatever. But this is how bad it was. I assumed that was a tournament match and then there was something dodgy went on later when it didn't reappear. <laughs> but anyway, we move on to Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Now, you'll remember these two both got buys, but then got put together. Because why Why wouldn't they do that? Because, you know, that makes sense. I'll give them a buy, but they've got to face each other. Anyway, so the match is going on. And um, gets a bit heated. Hogan hit Andre with a chair while the ref was watching. Yes. Um, so you think, yes, he you think, was watching. Right? So you think, all right, Hogan's disqualified. Now, he continued the match. Andre then grabbed the chair and hit Hogan. Which meant that, obviously, we, we were tip one for one. So the referee decided that the correct decision was to eliminate them both yep. for a double disqualification. Yeah, did ref um, Hogan did a lot. <laughs> you nearly should. But instead he went, fuck it. Because that's what I don't understand. So they're fighting over the chair. Hogan hits him. Andre takes it off him. Hits him. And everyone's like... And also, that's one of the most awkward chair shots I've ever seen in my life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, straight up. It was but bad. The chair, shot, yeah. the chair shot isn't awkward. After you've watched Hogan spend the next five minutes playing the crowd like he's just won the fucking tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've just been eliminated. Why are you doing this? But I think also, the, only, like, the only good thing is that someone knew was going to be champ. Yeah, but like, <laughs> grab your small wins. It, it takes me back to this part at the beginning where they went, "Well, these two are former champions. We'll give them a bye." Someone has creatively gone. I tell you what, would be really funny if they both face each other in the next round and both get disqualified, so they're both out of the tournament. Someone thought that was a good idea. Yeah, like, 
just, I, I don't think any. I think someone was high as shit when they were booking that match. Like high as shit. Anyway, so they're both out. So we're now left with DiBiase versus Don Morocco. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I just had to scroll. Um, DiBiase versus Don Morocco, um, and he won. There was shenanigans with Hogan, which you know, whatever. Um, that was after I think that was after the last match. But anyway, so then it was announced that DiBiase would get a bye to the final because Hogan and Andre had been eliminated. Rather than thinking, actually, you know what? We've got these two guys that have just beat the piss out of each other for 15 minutes. Let's make some work with them. No, DiBiase didn't got a bye to the final. So <laughs> you're like, right, okay, whatever. Savage versus Greg Valentine. Um, Savage wins. Pretty standard match. There wasn't really any drama in it. You could sort of see that Savage was going to be the one that would be in the final just from the way that he was booked in the build-up. Um, and then, obviously, as you know, One Man Gang had previously received his bye due to Rick Rude and Jake Roberts being unable to complete their match. So he would face Savage in the semi-final. DiBiase moved on. Um, we had a tournament intermission now um, where there was an intercontinental title match and a six-man tag team match. And Both fell. I, yeah. Awful matches. Um, really fucking bad. Yeah. And so looking at it, these were meant to be the undercard, but they were they were used as a, to break up the tournament, which just tells me everything I need to know about this tournament. That the undercard went in the middle of the card. I don't don't make sense, but anyway, the the matches were meh. Brutus versus Honky Tonk Man for the Intercontinental Title. Um, it, yeah, I think it ended in DQ. Yeah, it did. Um, but the bell didn't ring. It just was announced that Beefcake had won by DQ. Because, you know, why wouldn't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, then to close the match, um, I think, I don't remember seeing this, um, but I'm pretty sure that Brutus got into it with Jimmy Hart. Gio, you can probably confirm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. At this point in the top in the fucking show, I was skipping as much as I could to he get did, to the he, wrestling. He cut like a piece of his hair, and then they went off. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He started cutting hair. Um. Then yeah, six man tag team match was the Islanders Haku and Tama, um, taking on the British Bulldogs, taking on. Okay. Um, sorry, story? no, it was the, the Islanders and Heenan versus the Bulldogs and Coco. Beware. <laughs> to this was that Bobby Heenan kidnapped their dog. Jesus. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. it, what was, it was shit. ring gear, Gamo? What? What was Bobby Heenan's ring gear? I'll be honest. I don't remember. Like, I, do, I don't remember. Out, the... He had the dog training suit on. Oh, my. I, I don't remember. I do... I watched this thing, but I don't remember watching this match. He wore the dog training suit so that, like, their dog couldn't attack him. Yeah, I don't remember seeing the match. I, I, I vaguely remember the win, like, the ending. So I clearly just zoned out because um, 
there were brawling referee got involved because you know the referee's been the star of the show so far. Um <laughs> he he basically ordered the Bulldogs to their corner, but the others could do what the fuck they like, the Islanders do what the fuck they like. Um and Heenan pinned Coco Beware. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to the se- semi final. Randy Savage versus one man gang. Um yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just, I can't. It was not a good match at all. It was, no, um, it, it just wasn't. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a memorable moment. The end, um, which, because, you know, referee star of the show, the end was a DQ. Um one man gang tried to use a cane as a weapon. Um, I think he hit Savage and then went to go a second time. And the referee caught him. So he didn't actually see him hit him with the with the cane. He just saw him trying to hit him again after. Um, and yeah, this, so we had, for the fourth time in this tournament, a DQ ending. No, the third time it's a DQ. There was one time where it was a no contest. Because, you know, brilliant. Um finish. It's just, just all terrible matches. Like literally, just yeah. give me, just give me pins. Um, Sixteen matches on the card, and I think you said understand? one was good. I, I, I immediately was glad you guys let me choose first because I was like, no fucking way am I getting stuck with this. Exactly because like, like, yeah, it's just it's just awful. Sixteen matches, and it says here all but one there was a manager in the match. Yep. There was yep. one match of a sixteen match card. Like, 14 people in a tournament with all the screwy finishes, just book eight-man tournament. Like, yep. instead of yeah, doing exactly. all the screwy yeah. finishes and buys, just book eight. Like, no one needs to see Dino Bravo or Don Morocco. Like, <laughs> you don't no. need it. Right. <laughs> so, between the semi match. and the final, there was a tag team title match. Love Demolition, by the way. And but... you know what? If this match hadn't been on this card... I would have thought more highly of it because it wasn't a bad match at all. Yeah, but you probably it, burnt it, out by then. Yeah. I think if this tournament hadn't been like, the way the tournament your... was... Huh? I said at this point, you were just like, is the show over? Yeah. Yeah, right. So if it hadn't been for the rest of the... Th- this would probably have been the... Clo- this is the closest thing to match of the night that I could give you. After um, after the first one. This is This is second. But once again, this match ended with management shenanigans. Yeah, Mr. Fuji. Um, got so yeah, Santana picked up Mr. Fuji, he dropped his cane, Axe picked up the cane, nailed Martel, um, and then covered for the pin. See, so that's so two straight for the 55th matches. Time, with a yeah, cane. for the 55th time, we've got in this 56 match show. We've got the same bullshit. And, like, it just, for me, it was a good match, and that, the ending ruined it. Yeah, yeah. A good match. It was, I mean, maybe it wasn't a good match. Maybe it was just a good match for the standard that I'd watched. <laughs> yes. Probably. But anyway, we've moved to the final. So it's Dibiase versus Macho Man. You know what? Without this bullshit, these two des- would deserve to be in the final of a tournament like this. I just don't like how either of them got there. 
that's the thing is that that's one of the most that was savage's first title win wasn't it yeah. so it's like iconic yeah but you know savage has already been in four matches and there's shenanigans out the ring to play it up how can you put on a classic then you know yeah so obviously the big talking point was Savage's fought three matches, DiBiase's fought two. It's not that big of a difference, but whatever. Um, DiBiase took control because obviously you'd expect him to. This tournament's gone on over the course of one night. You know, Savage is going to be more tired. Um, it's just it. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Um, there were near fall close action it was it was all well and good um there were a bit of shenanigans from andre the giant who's at ringside so miss elizabeth decided to leave like, where's where's she going anyway she returned with hulk hogan because why wouldn't she she's like you know what i'm just gonna go and see if i can find something she literally just walked off mid-match oh, what, what's going on <laughs> anyway um <laughs> andre got involved while the referee was distracted um, Hogan then got in the ring and hit DiBiase with a chair while he had the um, million dollar dream locked in because that's a way to put over your new face yeah yeah yeah. so referee's doing de- dealing with shit with Andre Hogan gets in, chair shot, boom Savage then went to the top rope, hit the elbow drop and that was the pin and you're like what? <laughs> like okay the, I know the elbow drops his finisher but he got there from. He's the biggest face in the company. He's, you know, he's replacing Hulk Hogan, who is the face of the company. Can they just have him win with a chair shot behind Ref's back? Not to mention it was. Which you all will know. Fuck finish. <laughs> Which let's go back and uh, now count up that that's the third, fourth match in a row where a manager's involvement has caused distraction to lead to a victory. <laughs> what the fuck? What was this show? See, that's the thing. The only thing that remembers is because I was little, is I all I have visions from WrestleMania 4 is Randy Savage winning the title. Like, I don't yep. remember anything else. That's like one of them visions that stick with you. But then when you actually watch the show back, you're like, what the fuck was this? So I'm looking here. 16-match card. The longest match was Jake Roberts versus Rick Rude at 15 minutes. And that had eight minutes of rest holds. <laughs> yes. I it's not often I agree with um the dirt sheets and wrestling online wrestling critics and whatnot and their ratings of shows because they talk shit. However, 411mania.com gave this show a 3.5. And you know what? I think they might be being generous. Like normally I feel like they undersell it on a WWE one, but I think it was generous. Yeah. 3.5. That's the thing. Must just like, be for two matches. Us at our age. <laughs> All we remember is the sight of Randy Savage. And that's the only yeah. emotion positive light that you take from it because the rest of it is just sounds like shite. So we're going 3.5. So there we go. Um, we have definitely run out of time. So we're going to have to do our next ones next week. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we have gone way over, but I feel emotional. I made it another week without having to watch anything. No, no. <laughs> no, no. Because you could start your TNA nonsense. <laughs> oh, no, we'll go one more. No, because what we'll do next week is we'll we've got a tag team, best tag team of all time challenge that we're going to do yeah. next week, and then we'll do our reviews. So we'll go through this tag team list that uh, Dax from Fuck the Revival put up. Um, we're going to take out the kangaroos that he put in there and put FTR yeah. in, 
and then we're going to go through that um and then we'll do our second reviews on the next one all right yeah so, so geo you can have another week off oh my god i know right imagine i think you should I go and watch wrestlemania 4 Guys, keep sending in these challenges because it's less shit I gotta watch. To be fair, yeah, like there's some of them have been yes. quite fun now that they're getting a bit silly. Because so we've got someone found a link that says the ten forgotten TNA Impact Wrestling matches that Dave Meltzer rated high, and we have to watch those. Um, <laughs> we, we, I also found Demo's, on Demo's on strike. He immediately oh, said, "Yeah, he yeah no." <laughs> no, I said if they were shit, I want no part. But apparently, yeah, they're what? the ones that Dave Meltzer rated highly. So what I'm thinking is we'll um, get three yeah. each and then watch one all together. We'll watch number one okay. all together. So okay, what so I, whilst is... looking at the, that list, I noticed another article on it, which got oh me. And God. I feel like we will, oh, got? we will talk about it. So this is going to be, so not next week, because obviously next week we're doing the remainder of this. But um, it was the 10 moments that defined impact. Oh. So I think we should combine the two. Oh, okay. And we'll, talk about, we'll pick up. We won't go into as much detail about the moments, but I think we should talk through the moments as well. Okay, yeah. Drop the list in there, and we'll do that at the same time. Yeah, I'll I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, that's clever. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. That's a good idea. Like I said, this just reminds me that I have an impact membership that I don't use. Yeah. So what I'll do, I think we'll do with the ten matches, we'll get three each, and then we'll watch whatever number one we'll watch together in Discord, and then we'll take it from there. So yeah, right. Well, we've we've relived our eighties wrestling. I've scratched that itch, and I never want to go back to it. To be honest with you, um, yeah, it's just how wrestling has evolved. Is yeah, crazy. But Damo sounds yeah. like he got it bad. Like, like I said, now do you understand why I'm glad I got to choose first? Because I was like, if I get stuck with the WrestleMania four, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I didn't mind being stuck with it was because I got it really fucking comfortable when we did the triple threat matches. Like, I didn't have one that missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, you did the right out of that. Um, yeah. Right. On that note, I think we're going to go find a dark room somewhere and relax. <laughs> uh, yes, we'll be back later in the week. Sorry for the lateness of this. That was all on me with the snow and the weather and traveling and night coaches. I did two podcasts this week. Yeah, we were going to try and get two out. So this one will be out tonight, and then the next one will be out, I believe, Friday night, um, because Man United on Thursday. So, um, yep, the tag team stuff will be next, and then we'll finish up our reviews, and then we can get Geo back watching crap wrestling. No, we're going <laughs> to do more of these. <laughs> right, catch you all next week.